Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, Ravens, Flock, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to Bleacher Birds. It is episode, are we on 23? 23, 24. 24, 24, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Rick Dempsey episode. <laughs> Being interrupted by the uh, Ravens scoring a touchdown. Well, he already got interrupted. There we go. It doesn't take long with this computer, my friend. <laughs> All right, well... Um, once again, welcome back, guys. Uh, Matt, what you been up to, my friend? I've actually been pretty busy this week. What have you been up to? <laughs> I, fi- I finally got a haircut. Oh, snap. Yeah, so I got that done. That was a, yeah. that was an experience. We got a little before and after shot? Um, yeah, if you want it, I can send it to you. You, you got to go ahead and post that, uh, post that on the Twitter. That's what all the kids are doing now. You got to post the before and then you got to post the after uh, on, on the same thing. Oof. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about not, that. I don't know if it's going on Twitter. Have... I might send it to you, and you can do what you want with it. But all right, that's fair. But no, it wasn't too bad. I, I'm. I was. I was. You know, worried about it, but it wasn't too bad. So you went from the old mop top to the flat top. Oh yeah, it was more than a mop top, man. It was like probably the longest my hair's ever been. But yeah, I'm back to back to normal. Back to normal. That's back good. to normal. I also bought. Um, I've been sitting around buying stuff too. Oh, nice. This, this week, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know the economy is like tanking, but I did my part. Well, look, man. I I hope that you didn't spend too much too early because uh, Amazon Prime Day, I believe, is October thirteenth and fourteenth, my friend. Yeah, tomorrow. I just Which, missed as we record is tomorrow, and yeah, tomorrow and Wednesday. <laughs> well, I don't know if it would have helped with this, but um, I'm sure you've heard of Love Sack, right? Oh no, you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, so we well, we didn't buy like the huge one. There's like a giant one that uh-huh. you know, they have displayed in the store, right? Uh huh. We bought something called the City Sack. It's like a little bit smaller, but it's it's still pretty pretty big. <sighs> but it just came today. It just came today, and we we we've, we've been waiting like all weekend for this thing, but um. So as we speak right now, you are just lounging in a giant beanbag. <laughs> Not yet. No, we really did just get it. And you have to let it like inflate. Oh, okay. Expand to like its full like size or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it's already it's already pretty big. Oh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you went out, you splurged the money. Did you buy uh, anything other than the love sack or you just splurged all of your money on the love sack? No, but there was it was enough. I spent enough on that. I'm sure. See, those things are like what, like, well, we don't need to get into your finances. But... <laughs> say, last I saw, those things were in excess of like three, four hundred dollars. Well, I think I'll just say the the biggest one you can get uh-huh. is like over a grand. Oh my god! So bigger. Uh, so, but we didn't get that one. So oh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. All right. But um, yeah, this is bad, man. Just sitting around, I, I just spend money all the time. Why on? Oh, I can't <laughs> imagine you, somebody who's who's you know, and don't take this offensively, but you know, a little frugal with his uh with his money. And, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! Oh, you're, you're, you're you're very careful with how you spend your money. Oh, it's kind of shocking that you would uh 
that you would spend so much money on a on a beanbag chair. It's not necessarily what I would expect of you. <laughs> you know, now me on the other hand, uh, back in the day, it would just be a random Thursday for dodgeball, and I would go out and buy a Captain America costume or a gorilla costume or a banana costume or you know, yeah, anything of the, anything of that sort. Just something random, just to go ahead and make people laugh. And I would just go out and you know what the hell, waste forty, fifty bucks just on a whim. And that was when we were teenagers and we didn't have any money and I would still go out and do it. But here you are, my friend, just splurging on a luxury uh, luxury beanbag chair. A luxury beanbag. All right, I like that better. I was going to say, don't call it a beanbag chair. That makes me feel, that makes it feel cheap. Ah, it's, a, it's a luxury beanbag chair. Yeah, Only well, the finest. Well, I didn't spend all my money all the time on like suits and stuff because uh, I was saving up for this. Well, that's good. Say it probably worked out, uh, worked out well for you in other ways too. So, yeah, yeah. Now we just got an interruption by Nucky over here. Yeah. Well, hello, Nucky. <laughs> yeah. He's messing with all the pens on the desk over here. Yeah. Well, cat needs something to play with. Yeah. So you might hear some of that. Hey, you you know what you need to do? You need to get yourself down to an oldie. Mm-hmm. And on uh Wednesday, they're going to be selling cardboard cat houses. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like uh, they got little like uh, Halloween haunted houses that you can get yourself for uh, seven bucks. Nice, yeah, nice little. It's almost you know, it's basically a cardboard box where the cat to climb in, but it looks like a house. And um, you know, all of uh, all of the crazy uh, crazy shoppers go nuts for them. Nice man. Yeah. I'm you... I'm gonna pick up one for my sister and uh, and Janet. All right. Well, are you are you um <laughs> are you doing curbside? Curbside. Curbside cardboard cat houses? No, 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 my friend. That's that's uh that's a bit too much. Say, I mean, I'd I'd offer to go ahead and pick one up for you, but I'd be afraid that uh, you know, then I'd have to deliver it to your house, and well, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily want me coming near your house unless I'm <laughs> in a bubble. So, uh, I'm not well, quite you, sure how to work that out. You could leave it on my porch, and then I'll and then call me, mm. and then I'll come down once you pull up, pull away. All right, just make sure you bring some sanitizer and some spray so you can spray that stuff down before you actually take it inside the uh, inside the house. All right, sounds good. All right, sounds like we got to figure it out, man. There you go. Well, what are you what are you been up to? Um, so last week was a uh, hell week at work. Um, it was inventory week. I worked uh, about forty two hours in three days. Um. <laughs> You know, we had uh, we had inventory on Thursdays, so of course we were doing inventory prep Wednesday, inventory itself on Thursday, and then inventory reckon, uh, rec on uh, Friday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, put in uh, 41 hours in a span of three days, uh, probably worked somewhere between like 60 and 70 hours on the week, and uh, it was enough to basically come home Saturday and just pass out until kickoff on Sunday. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it worked out well. Anywho, that's what's going on with us. Um, I don't want to drag that out too much further, as I almost <laughs> led into football, and we weren't going to talk football at first. Right. Um, we last week we missed a uh, a obvious hot topic story, um, and not the story of hot topic the store where you can go ahead and get your um, what 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 do they sell at Hot Topic now? It used to be like a store where you could become a vampire, or you would buy like metal shirts or like punk rock shirts, and now it's a 
Now it's like a glorified Spencer's, right? Uh, it, it seems like it. And it, I think they still have all that stuff, so I can't see them lasting much longer. Yeah. Especially so. through this. So, anywho, so we want to talk about the store. We're going to talk about this hot topic, and that is that uh, the Orioles announced their 55-man fall instructional league roster, and uh, there was one notable name missing from it. Um, Adley Rushman was on it. Grayson Rodriguez was on it. D.L. Hall was on it. But where, oh, where is their number one pick or our first-round pick, Heston Kerstad? Mm-hmm. Well, Heston Kerstad is a notable absence. Um, one question, Mike Elias told reporters that he wouldn't be in camp due to a, and I quote, medical non-sports-related reason. End quote. And then it said that uh, each of the team's other five draft choices will be in camp. Mike Elias told the media, it's not great. I think the fact that he is an advanced high-level college hitter makes it a little less concerning that he ended up not getting much organized activity this year. Looks like that will be the case. Uh, so that makes it, I think, a little more tolerable just because we feel he's a pretty polished hitter and he will be able to pick up next spring where he left off. So, being left off the list, um, you know, one always has to go ahead and assume that COVID is involved, uh, allegedly, even though um, even though it doesn't say anything about it. One would have to assume that that may have something to do with it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's got it. So, well, either he's <laughs> got it or someone around him has got it. Yeah, and the, the, that camp is only, what, till the end of October? <clears throat> Yeah. So you got to think he's got to sit out for like two. If he's been around someone with it, he's got to sit out two weeks anyway. So that'll take you to the end of October at this point. Like I said, just something that's a little bit notable. Um, and just want to make sure that we touched on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily too concerned about it. So the kid gets, you know, a little bit of extra time off and come spring training, he get right back into the right back into the thick of things. So, yeah, um, I think but, it's. Been a strange year for every like minor league player, so and every like yeah. development development player. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think everyone's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball next year. So one just has the question is is what was remember this is a kid coming straight out of college. So what on earth was he doing that you know, <laughs> allegedly may have uh, may have put him into that harm's way? Was he down at one of those uh, parties down in Florida where they have? You know, 30,000 people all partying or, like, what was going on. Yeah, could have been a super spreader party. Super spreader party, nice. Is that the official name or is that just what you came up with? (laughs) That's the name I was going to give Aldi, but now that we're talking about... (laughs) Super spreader party, huh? (laughs) You guys aren't doing curbside. You you know what I was thinking about... Some, well, some some oldies do offer curbside. We just don't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was thinking about was I was going to go ahead and take my uh, leaf blower and mulcher and come on over by your house and get, that I got from Aldi and go ahead and test it out over there, see if I couldn't do you a couple of favors and get some of them leaves up around your house. But <laughs> How do you know I got leaves? Yeah, I got sources. All right. Anywho, uh, so... That about does it for the U.S. talk. Not a whole heck of a lot going on. Um, no news is good news, I guess, would be the best way to put it. 
Um, but baseball season is still going on uh, as we are now into the postseason. Uh, currently, the uh, American League Championship Series is being played as we speak. The National League Series will kick off this evening in about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the Rays are currently up on the Astros uh, one to nothing. But before we get into that, say I already mentioned that the Rays and the Astros are in it. May as well mention this, the Braves and the Dodgers representing the National League. Um, we made our predictions uh, last week on where we thought it was going. Uh, we both got seemed to hit one of two um, in the American League. Say, I thought the Rays would beat the Yankees and um, the A's would beat the Astros. Obviously, I got the Rays right. Uh, you, my friend, said that the Yankees and the Astros, and uh, you got the Astros right. Yeah. So, yeah, we're 50-50 on those. 50-50 split on that. And then the Braves and the Dodgers. Um, I know for a fact that I had the Braves. I don't recall what I said about the Dodgers last week. I think I was, uh, I was hopeful that San Diego would upset but I feel like I missed on that one. Yeah, you, you picked. We both picked the Padres there. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. well, fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, my friend, Rays, Astros, Braves, Dodgers. That's what we're looking at. The final four of uh, Major League Baseball. Um, like I said, say the Rays currently up uh, one game to none on the Astros, which honestly came down to the very final out. Um, last night, say, I mean, there was no point in time to feel comfortable uh, once it was a one run game. So, honestly, right now, say, is it still three nothing? It's four to one right now. So, it's looking pretty good for the Rays again. Okay. Well, good. Good. So, still looking good for the Rays, four to one in the seventh inning. Um, so a couple more innings to go. That's a nice size lead. And, you know, anytime you can get more than a two run lead, it's always something to feel comfortable with. Um, because then you can afford to make a mistake with nobody on base. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that game gets within another run or two, and then all of a sudden we're talking about nail-biter again. Yeah. That being said, assuming knowing what we know already, um, which way are you leaning, my friend? To American League? Yep. Uh, I mean, at this point, watching these two games, I got to go I gotta go with the Rays. I feel like I'm cheating a little bit, but um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to take the Rays here. Oh, that's only fair. See, I mean, honestly, if you were picking with your heart, you would have picked the Rays over the trash throws anyway. Yeah, I would have picked them uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, with without a shadow of a doubt, say everybody was hey, – I don't even think the people in Houston are rooting for the Astros right now. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, they're back to banging trash cans because they're all hitting like above 300. Yeah. Not this game, but um, they showed their stats <laughs> before this game and they're all batting around 300. And I think Correa has like four home runs. <laughs> So I don't know if you've been uh if you've been following my activity recently on the uh on the Twitter, but every single time that uh Houston posts something on on Twitter, I always reply back with uh the little gif of Skeeter hitting the trash can from uh the cartoon <laughs> Doug. Nice. Everything that they go ahead and uh, send out, I always reply back for that. I figure that's appropriate. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, did you see the? Did you see the Astro? Well, who um, who do they play in the division series again? Uh, Oakland. Did you see the the last game of that series? Uh, bits and pieces. I did not sit down and watch the whole thing. So one one funny one funny thing that happened. 
they ended up winning. But um, I, for some reason, I just love watching Altuve like make errors now. When he doesn't, <laughs> when he strikes out, I just love it. So he gets up in that game, mm-hmm. and his, you got to go back and see if you can find it. But his fly, his zipper's down the whole, for an entire at bat. Oh my god! So his fly, his flies open the whole time during it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time. I think he struck out, and then he went back on the bench and just sat there and ate a chocolate cookie after he struck out. <laughs> and they had the ca- so, they had the camera like zoomed into his face the whole time while he's eating this like chocolate cookie. <laughs> it was like this sad little kid, man. I gotta uh, I gotta ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, what urged you to go ahead and look in that direction of uh, Jose Altuve? What do you mean? Towards his his zipper being down, or just out to yeah, yeah, yeah. What what drew your eyes towards the zipper being down? I don't know. It's it's un, you can't miss it, man. Right. It was wide. It was wide open. Right. I think he was wearing like an orange jersey at the time, so you could see like the orange sticking out. All right, so uh, so we're both picking the Rays over the Trashers. Uh, let's go over to the National League, which I think is a little bit more interesting of a series. Um, so you've got the Dodgers who honestly have to be the favorite they've got better pitching they've got better hitting um but the one thing that they don't have is a track record and you know they're not necessarily a team with a lot of heart they're a team with a lot of stars but not really a team with a lot of heart which i feel is the one thing that uh the atlanta braves do have a lot of so the dodgers being led by uh clayton kershaw who as we know, we'll only pitch, you know, what, three games at most. Um, but, of course, they've got Mookie, Mookie Betts and um, what's the other guy that's on there? Um, the guy. Uh, with C- Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, yeah. Uh, Justin Turner on that team still. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they've they've got names on that team. They've got power on that team. They've got some pitching. Um, the Braves, however, rivaled that with Ronald Lacuna Jr. and uh, Freddie Freeman, and of course the uh, the hometown kid Nick Markakis. So um, you know which way I'm going with this, obviously. Uh, but which way are you leaning? Well, I, I'm. It's interesting. I think the Dodgers have a little bit more of a a. Um, they're starting a little legacy here, man. They're, they're like almost in the championship series like every year for the past like five years if you look back on it. Mm. So they just need to like break through. So I am going to go back to my original pick before I switch to the Padres. I'm going to pick the Dodgers here. All right. So I think it's going to be Dodgers and Rays. All right. All right. Well, you're going Dodgers, Rays. I'm going uh, <clears throat> Rays and Braves. I guess we'll uh, we'll find out. Over the course of this week, say we've got uh say everything should be done by this week, I think. This is a seven game series, though. They bumped it up. So but it I should think, just uh, be coming to an uh, an end when we uh record again. Right. Well that's fair. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh I do want to apologize to all the uh bird watchers out there um for the uh for the late podcast. Hey, that was uh a bit my end on the fact that I was just passed out tired and had some other things to do yesterday, and I felt like uh, you and I both agreed that we needed to go ahead and record after the Ravens game. Yeah. So, uh, apologies to our listeners there. Uh, we're here, but we're just a little late. 
right. hopefully next week we can get back to a routine schedule. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, are you taking now? Let's say the Rays and Dodgers. Is it too early? Go ahead and uh, take a stab at which way you want to go. Um. Let me, yeah. Let me watch these two series, and we'll see who's in it. And then um, I don't want to make my pick, and then not actually be in the final series here. All right. Like well, I did before. I'll tell you what. Hey, I'll just uh, I'll go ahead and say it right now. Braves are going all the way. Oh, shocker! They're they're gonna tomahawk chop their way through the uh through the playoffs and through the World Series. Um, Nick Markakis and Ronald Acuna Jr. will be co MVPs. <laughs> um, it's just it's going to be great. I, I'm not saying I'd be upset if that did happen, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know what's funny is my mother. Uh, my mother texted me, and uh, as he knows, hey, I was a big fan of Greg Maddox back in the day when uh, he was pitching for the Braves, and my mother got me a Greg Maddox jersey and bought a uh, bought a patch specifically through the Braves. Um, that she had to get through there. And every single year, they offer her postseason tickets. So uh, last week, she text messages me and says, uh, says, opportunity to drive down or to go down to Atlanta and sit in uh, the Braves Stadium for 10 bucks. I was like, holy crap, do it. Like, even if, even if you have to fly down, you know, it's like, I hate to get into a plane like right now, but honestly, there ain't gonna be anybody else on it, so what's the big deal? But you know, fly down, take a couple of days off. I'll drive down. I'll go ahead, you know. And that's when, after I said all of this, I realized uh, they're not playing in Atlanta. Yeah. So Atlanta's offering fans the opportunity to sit in the Braves Stadium for ten bucks and watch the game on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Gotta... Which I guess is still kind of cool, but um, when when I heard uh, opportunity to go to the stadium for ten bucks, it's a little bit misleading. Yeah, you got to be a diehard to do that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Although you know what, I I, I don't know. It's kind of cold outside, but still, I I still think I might ride down the Camden Yards for ten bucks just to be around a bunch of other Oriole fans during the playoff. Oh, I think I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this is dangerous. This is getting dangerously close to an Atlanta Braves podcast, not a uh, Baltimore Oriole podcast. Well, look, when the Atlanta Braves are still playing baseball and the Baltimore Orioles are not, then you got to talk about what's relevant. All right. So that's her excuse. All right. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Well, wait, one one um, interesting thing happened in that Padres Dodgers series. I don't know if you're following that closely, but uh, Manny had another little episode. Did you see his tantrum that he threw? I saw him hit a home run and then throw a bat like a champion. Yeah, he did that. But then the next uh, – in the, one of the next innings, Cody Bellinger saved a, a go-ahead home run uh-huh. in center field. And the pitcher, like, went nuts, right? Like, celebrating. Right. And Manny, like, got out of the dugout and just started dropping F-bombs. What the fucking – who the fuck this fucking – how did you do f- certainly illustrates the diversity of work. <laughs> so I guess it's okay for, for Manny and his team to be kids and celebrate when they do something, but nobody, right. else, but nobody else can. See, and you, you got it. You hit the nail on the head. And you're okay with that? 
I mean, absolutely. It's just Manny <laughs> being Manny. Oh, boy. All right. I, the guy I, played with a lot of passion, Matthew. I figured you'd stick up for him. Well, the other team is playing with passion, too, but he didn't like that. Well, you know, we, we don't necessarily like uh, – we don't like to hear it when a bunch of Boston fans or New York fans are being loud and rowdy in our stadium, but, you know, they, they do it anyway, you know? I don't know what that has to do with, with that. I'm just saying, just like why why should Manny not be upset at another team showing uh, showing him up? Because he there, you could say that their their team was showing up everybody in the playoffs the whole time they were in with their bat flips and all that stuff. All right, so you you are you are very clearly anti bat flip now. Is that correct? No, I'm not saying that. I'm very anti um, hypo- well, hypocrisy. We already, we already know that you're anti Austin Hayes. We know that you're pro uh, Pat Valakia. And and now we know that you're anti-Bat Flip. I'm just anti-Manny Tantrum, that's all. All right, Waldorf. <laughs> all right, well, before we get into football, first, uh, I think uh, I think you owe me some congratulations, my friend. Uh-oh. On what? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get a text from you. After it happened, I didn't get a phone call. Um, you know, I, I know that you're still worried about the pandemic and all, but like there weren't any purple and gold streamers like on my car or outside my uh, outside my house. Um, you know, I, I didn't see any sort of a tribute to the king. Uh, it, you know, I, I expected something, you know, a little bit humbling of you uh, just, you know, just appreciating uh, my favorite basketball team uh, winning the NBA championship. That's right. King James went ahead and claimed his throne yet again. And uh, and the Lakers won the NBA championship. Yeah. Did you, did you watch? That's my question to you. You wanted me to celebrate with you, but did you watch the game? Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> then why am I going to go up to your house and – and deck you out in, Matt, in purple and gold Matt, streamers. Matt, I am a true Lakers fan. LeBron fan. Do you not understand that? I I am the very definition of a Lakers fan right now. What do you mean? You, right? you just have a Lakers I, I am, you have a Lakers jersey, but don't watch any of the games. Well, I, I haven't gone that far. I haven't gone that far. Those are for the hardcore hardcore fans. Okay. Uh, go out and spend money on a jersey or any sort of propaganda or anything. But um, I am uh, absolute just have always been a diehard fan of the Lakers, um, you know, uh, RIP Kobe, just, just, um, you know, LeBron James is the greatest in the world. Um, you know, it, he's clearly better than Michael Jordan ever was. And, you know, I just, I really, really felt, you know, kind of disrespected and, and a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit, you know, uh, offended and upset by the fact that you did not congratulate me on my team's win of the NBA, uh, NBA finals, NBA championship. Well, this is coming out of nowhere and that's why you didn't get your uh, congratulations. It's not coming out of nowhere. I have always been a LeBron fan wherever he goes. That's the team that I'm rooting for. <laughs> well, either way, I was right there with you for, right. for whatever reason. Um, I have to root for LeBron because he, he's one of those guys that, you don't want to root for him in the beginning because people talk about him so much and they claim he's going to be so good. 
Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where everyone just like trashes him and says like he's not that good and he's not the greatest. And then then I ended up rooting for him again because like people are just trash talking him so much. Mm-hmm. So I was right there with you. I wanted to see him win. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Did Did you watch any of the uh, any of the NBA finals? Yeah, I always do. I watched every game. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> That's that's exciting. That sounds that's really a good time doing it. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, the, you do sound excited about it. I am. I'm I'm extremely excited. Um, I think uh, I think with this championship, LeBron basically just goes ahead and just uh, concrete locks his position as the goat better than uh better than Michael Jordan. And um, you know, whatever team he's on uh. He's on next year. Uh, he'll go ahead and lead them to a championship as well. I think the only reason you're saying that locks him in as the goat is because you want to keep up your troll status. Well, I don't know anything about troll status, my friend. Uh, I, I just I believe that I'm a, a fair, um, unbiased uh, podcaster. Will you change your name to the LeBron James of trolling? Since you think he's so much better than Michael Jordan now. Oh, you know what? I I never actually said that I was the Michael Jordan of trolling. I said you said that I was the Michael Jordan of Twitter. No, I didn't. Um, but but if you want to declare me as the LeBron James of Twitter, I will take that and I will update my Twitter account right now. No, to the LeBron James of Twitter. No, I didn't say. So I, go ahead and say. It. I didn't say that. First say of all, I didn't say that. Say first of all, you did. It. And you're saying that again. I said you want to change your name to LeBron, LeBron James of trolling. No, 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 no. You said the Michael Jordan of Twitter right off the bat. You, that's what you said. That's what I put down. Oh, my gosh. Now, if you, say, if you say the LeBron James of Twitter, it's going up there. Don't make me go back and find – like, give me more work. I will, I will be work. the true King James of Twitter. You're making me do more work going back and finding the episode where you said that. And then you just claimed yourself that. And I'm not going to do that this time. I, I think, uh, I think first and foremost, since you're questioning my Lakers fanhood um, and questioning my fanhood of King James, uh, I think, you know, even though you owe me an apology for that, you shouldn't, you know, I don't really need that apology. I just need you to call me the King James of Twitter. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what's what's not going to happen? <laughs> what else we got? What else we got to talk about today? <laughs> All right. So moving on from the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, happy belated birthday to uh, Sizzle. Uh, yesterday was uh, October 11th. It was uh, Terrell Suggs' birthday, uh, as Ravens noted on Twitter and Instagram and seemingly everywhere. So uh, happy birthday to Terrell Suggs. Mm-hmm. Um, we imagine that he's probably opened himself up a, uh, a wing shack or a, uh, or a barbecue stand or something that uh, he goes ahead and hangs around and just eats the entire time. Uh, imagine he's probably like 60 or 70 pounds overweight right now, just enjoying that, uh, enjoying that retirement. So, uh, here's to you. Yeah. With that being said, um, uh, <clears throat> before we jump too much into the NFL, uh, Matt, I mentioned this earlier. Did you know that, did you hear 
about uh, FanDuel uh, and their uh, issues yesterday? Not really, no. All right, so FanDuel, obviously one of the uh, one of the gambling fantasy sites that you can uh, play fantasy football, basketball, baseball, everything else on, uh, had issues with its stat provider. Uh, so all the players of FanDuel that went ahead and logged in and like put their money into games and uh, had had everything locked in, uh, basically. Not only were there no payouts, but there was no score. So typically, just like if you were looking at a fantasy lineup, you would see, you know, um, on Lamar Jackson, 20 points, uh, Mark Andrews, 19 points, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you would just see Lamar Jackson, zero. <laughs> Mark Andrews, zero. Mm. And then uh, in the contest, it would say that your team's in first place with zero points out of 21,367 entries. And then the 21,366 entries would also have zero points, and their accounts would say that they're in first place as well. Hmm. So um, while this is or is not necessarily a big deal, I think the biggest thing was that uh, people were upset that uh, you know their money was locked into this account and that FanDuel wasn't giving it back. Uh, they weren't canceling the games. They weren't refunding the money. And there's no way that they could because I can only imagine the financial nightmare that would be having to give all of that money back in one uh, one quick sum. Yeah. Well, you know what? Even reactivating it to uh, even reactivating it just to players' accounts, um, not necessarily doing a full refund. I imagine that would be a headache. So I tell you what, I'm. It's uh, it's seven o'clock on Monday night. I'm going to go ahead and log into my Fanduel account, and we're going to see whether or not this thing's back up and running <laughs> or not. I was going to say, have you ever used Fanduel? I've been playing Fanduel for uh, probably about a year now. Hmm. Um, I've had my ups and downs, but uh, <clears throat> I- I've won a little bit of money. And I guess so I seem to do, I seem to do well in the uh, in the single games as opposed to the uh, all day contest with multiple games. Yeah, so I guess you get to um, I guess pick the tier of money you want to spend, right? You can either spend like yeah. So I'm in uh, I'm in one contest where the entry fee was five dollars okay. and I could win nine dollars. Yeah, and then there's like a mega contest where you enter for like nine dollars and the winning person comes out with like a million or something ridiculous like that oh, geez. So, but you can also get like free entries into those contests and things of that sort mm-hmm. so but um yeah as it as it stands right now as i'm looking i am uh oh hot dang look at that we've got points <laughs> i'll be darned I'll be darn, look at that. We got points. Well, we got points, and unfortunately, I did not win. Uh, did not win this week. That's very disappointing. So, oh, so but they, at least uh, at least Fandle was up and running. So they didn't miss anything, right? Nobody missed out on their money? No, not from, not from what I'm seeing. Here, here you go, my friend. This will give you a good idea. So I had a uh, free entry into the... Uh, $2,000 Prospect Monthly Contest, and of 29,314 entries, I finished 5,224th. Wow. So, and with that being said, I won no money. <laughs> no dollars. No dollar-dollar bills, y'all. So, well, very disappointing. I might have to look into that one day. It sounds kind of fun, but 
it seems like those people got a little bit more than they uh, bargained for with the gambling of their money there. Yeah, I think so. Say, uh, but it's good to see that everything's fixed today. So it looked like it only took uh, what about twenty four hours to go ahead and fix. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> still don't necessarily know that I will be entering any contest tonight, though. Yeah. So, um, so that being said, say the Fanduel wasn't the only thing that was uh, postponed and thrown for a loop, as the Patriots Broncos game was postponed this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Patriots go ahead and have a, uh outbreak of COVID. Um, their safety, who I can't remember his name right now. Can you? No. Dang it. La- what are, All right. Gilmore? Is it something like Stefan Gilmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephon, Stephon Gilmore. There you go. See, yeah. get you on it. Diehard Patriots fan <laughs> that you are. Um, so, yeah, so Stefan Gilmore had uh, came down with it, and um, he apparently attended a – uh, meal with Cam Newton and all the hype or all the talk was about uh, there's a picture of Gilmore hugging uh, Patrick Mahomes after their game yeah. and the NFL uh, just went berserk and lost their minds they were afraid that he gave COVID to uh, to Patrick Mahomes when he hugged him and uh, what's going on and the world's going to end and so um I think what truly happened here is not necessarily COVID-related. I think this is just, once again, uh, the Patriots uh, being having a hand inside the NFL. And they postponed the Patriots-Broncos game because they were afraid that the Patriots couldn't beat the Broncos. Now, hear me out on this. Uh, the Patriots' uh, defense held up very, very well against Kansas City up until what, six, seven minutes into the third quarter, we'll say. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, but their quarterback play was atrocious. And until they get Cam Newton back, uh, that team has absolutely no hope. No. They've got nobody leading the offense, and the defense can only score so often. I think that that's what the move was for. I think that's. Uh, I think it's just the Patriots controlling the NFL – um, and especially now that Brady's gone, um, Roger Goodell is back in uh, back in favor with the Patriots and is just doing everything he can to go ahead and assist them. It's a conspiracy theory hour. Yeah, sir. That's what we do. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I was surprised at how well the Patriots held up against them. You know, you know what it is. I think they kind of figured something out. I guess this is got to give credit to Bill Belichick. It's almost like they didn't pressure Mahomes the whole night. They're only blitz. They were only sending like three or four guys all night long, and then they dropped everybody back in like pass coverage, right? And then you saw it. Right. Then you saw it this week. Oakland or Las Vegas just stole that idea, and they did the same exact thing, and they ended up beating them. So as crazy as it sounds, it's like you can't put pressure on Mahomes because then he plays better. The more pressure that right. is put on him, the better he plays. And yeah. <laughs> like people are like figuring that out. They're letting him like so they're 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 testing him and like making him make the good throws with like double uh-huh. double coverage. And I think that's something he's got to work through. Yeah, and uh, and you know Mahomes will go ahead and break off a six seven yard run, but it's not like he's going to break off a fifty yard run like Lamar. Uh, um the kid over in Arizona or, um, you know, just 
any of these mobile quarterbacks. No. So, yeah, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, you get into you got into something else that I really kind of wanted to talk about with the uh, with the fact that the Raiders seem to have the answer to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you say that the Patriots figured it out last week, but um, if you go back to last season uh, when the Chiefs played the Raiders. It came down to a last minute, uh, last minute pass that the Raider receiver happened to land into uh, out of bounds, but was nearly a touchdown. That the Raiders almost won that game last year. Oh, wow. So the Raiders seem to have uh, seem to have the Chiefs figured out, and hopefully somebody can either learn from either a the Raiders or b the uh, Patriots, and um, you know just give uh, give the Chiefs a couple more L's. Yeah. Yeah, because we got the same record right now, but they got the tiebreaker, I guess. Yeah, and um, ironically enough, the uh, Pittsburgh still has yet to play a competitive uh, football team, so they're undefeated still. That's going to be interesting so, when the Ravens play them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily – it'll be interesting, it'll be a fun game, but I still expect the Ravens to win that. Yeah. So – um, but I tell you what, say we talked uh, very briefly about the Patriots Broncos game postponed. I'm going to read this off to you. Uh, this was for immediate release, October 11th, 2020. So yesterday from the NFL. Following the postponement of Week Five Denver Broncos at New England Patriots game, the NFL announced today the following schedule changes. You ready for this? Okay. The Broncos at New England Patriots game will be played in week six on Sunday, October 18th at 1 p.m. The Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo Bills week six game moves from Thursday, October 15th to Monday, October 19th at 5 p.m. The New York Jets at Miami Dolphin game move from week 10 to week six at 4.05. The New York Jets at Los Angeles Chargers game moves from week six to week 11 on Sunday, November 22nd. The Jacksonville Jaguars at Los Angeles Chargers game moves from Week 8 to Week 7 on Sunday, October 25th. The Los Angeles Chargers at Denver Broncos game moves from Week 11 to Week 8 on Sunday, November 1st. The Los Angeles Chargers at Miami Dolphins game moves from Week 7 to Week 10 on Sunday, November 15th. The Miami Dolphins at Denver Broncos game moves from Week 6 to Week 11 at 4.05 Eastern Time on CBS. All of those changes happened because of the Titans and the Patriots. Because Cam got COVID? All of that nonsense happened because of the Titans and the Patriots. <laughs> like, think about all of that ridiculousness. Yep. Now, the Ravens weren't affected by any of these schedule changes um, that I just read off. But I'd be pretty pissed off if I was one of these teams or if I was a fan of one of these teams. Look at all those freaking hoops and everything else that has to happen because, you know, some NFL players couldn't uh, freaking be adults and keep themselves uh, away from whatever was going on. Just like. Yeah, I mean, a flexible schedule just like took on a new meaning right there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what yeah, that's, that's, is, that's like uh, that's like what do you what do you call those uh, that's like contortionist schedule. 
Well, I mean, um, they, what it sounds like to me is they've, they've like backed themselves into a corner already with this. Look at all those changes. If something else happens, yeah. like what room? They and, have and no, they have no wiggle room. It, it, and it will. The, I mean, we're in week, we're in week six. They're going to have, we, we, we start week six next Sunday. Yeah. They're going to have to start counting these games as forfeits. I, I mean, There's something. I don't know. Cause that there's the sound. I, I didn't follow all that stuff that you just said. <laughs> all, I, all I took from it was it was a lot and there's no wiggle room there. It sounds like, so I don't know, man, some teams are going to have to start forfeiting and that's the way the season is going to have to go. Or it could just be perfect for the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think we uh I think we got into enough of the NFL. Won't we uh won't we talk about our football team? Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Uh the Ravens went ahead and if you look at the scoreboard, we absolutely dominated the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh 27 to 3, our defense led the way. Uh, it was something crazy, like seven uh, seven turnovers. Um, it seemed like everybody on the team got a sack. Um, you know, I, I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson got a sack of uh, Joe Burrow yesterday. Uh, but just absolute domination. Uh, but I got to ask you this, Matt. Did it feel that way? Uh, good question. So to me... <laughs> To me, it didn't look that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that was for a couple of reasons. Like, uh, first of all, <clears throat> I'll talk about the Bengals first. They're, they're, they're awful. Yeah. I just want to say that. Like, they're, they're awful. Like, we should have beat them by a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I know these guys are like the announcers and the NFL are like dying for this Joe Burrow guy to be really good. Right. And to be like the Cincinnati franchise quarterback. Because that's all they kept talking about the whole game. Yeah. Even though he was like throwing, even though he had like terrible passes and he was like throwing balls above, like 10 feet, 10 feet above AJ Green's head. Mm-hmm. All the talk was about how AJ Green didn't like put, put forth any effort. Uh-huh. But this guy, he, either he's not ready or he's just not going to be that good. So, so I just wanted to say that first of all. But the, the other thing is, I noticed this game, like if you look at Lamar Jackson, I think he only had like three rushing yards. I think he's. I think he's still hurt. So you're seeing a Lamar Jackson who's still got some like knee problems, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I think that's why he wasn't running, and I think that's why he didn't have like his greatest game. But we needed that win. We needed that division win. That's why he was in there, and that's why he stayed in there. And if it would have, if they would have connected on a few more of those passes, and and the game would have been a blowout, he would have been out of there. But you know, division game. It was a little closer than they were expecting. I think he had to stay in. It's funny. I looked to uh, to try to correct you, but in fact, uh, Lamar Jackson did have two rushes for three yards. Yeah. So I, I think it's obvious he's still like nursing that knee injury. Mm-hmm. But that's what I saw. But um, yeah, it felt like it was a lot closer than it was. Um, it was almost a shutout. I mean, the defense, there was no problems on the defensive side. They played a great game. Yeah. And like Humphrey looks like he's earning that money. Yeah, that he absolutely. Got. But I don't know. What did you What did you say? I'll say I think the uh, I think 
as you mentioned, I think the defense definitely went ahead and played their game. Um, just absolute domination. Um, oh, Jesus, here we go again. Uh, it seemed as if everybody uh, everybody on the team got a sack. Say I joked that even Lamar Jackson got a sack uh, yesterday, but um, it seemed like everybody got a sack. Say we had the uh, strip sack by uh, – well, the strip by uh, – Humphrey, uh, followed by Patrick Queen taking it to the house. Yep. Um, so Patrick Queen got his first, uh, got his first sack, got his first, uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown, uh, career game for the, uh, for the youngster and just, uh, you know, obviously a very young career, but it, I tell you what, it seems like the, uh, like the Ravens just don't miss on linebacker, do we? No, I think Ray, Ray Lewis, uh, Terrell Suggs, um, Mosley, Mosley. I mean, you know, and those are just the most recent ones. And now we're adding Patrick Queen to that list. Mm-hmm. But just uh, we we just know how to draft linebackers, um, and it's a real compliment to the team. It's great because we sure as hell don't know how to draft a wide receiver, but <laughs> at least we can draft a uh, draft a linebacker. And that's mm-hmm. not meant to be offensive to uh, to Hollywood Brown. I know he's still young into his career, and we have yet to see how it's going to go. But um, you know, I'm I'm still not necessarily seeing him as that solid one with Lamar. And I don't know if it's because Lamar is hurt or uh, or what. But I don't look at Hollywood as a number one. And I think that uh, people took two things out of the game yesterday. One, we need to run the ball a hell of a lot more. And two, Lamar needs targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that Hollywood can't be can't be a good wide receiver. But he's not elite level right now. And I know that's hard to come across, but you know, it, what do championship championship teams have? They they have elite players and you know yeah, I would say it's it's safe to say that Lamar is one, but if he doesn't have one to throw to, you know, it, he's only so good, and teams are going to figure it out like the Titans did last year. Um, they're going to figure figure the team out, and until you put a weapon on the other side of uh, of Hollywood Brown, teams are going to be double teaming him and um, Mark Andrews. You know. Every single game, uh, they interviewed the Bengal safety. Uh, I forget his name. Yesterday after the game, and he said, "Well, we had it figured out. He was either thrown to fifteen or eighty-nine. You know, yeah. every single time. So we just went ahead and you know fouled them. And you know, it, it, again, the game could have been, like you said, it, it should have been a lot more. If you look at by the quarter, we scored ten in the first, seven in the second, three in the third, and then seven in the fourth." You know, mm-hmm. I mean, twenty three to twenty seven to three seems like a absolute just uh, demolition or or you know just a beating, but and it is, but the offense. I mean, here's the uh, here's the play the play line here, uh, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, turnover on downs, punt, interception. Missed field goal, punt, punt, field goal, punt, end of game. Yeah. So, 
Well, I, I was gonna. I mean, you, you'll have to have to excuse me. The uh, hashtag hot Irish wife just went ahead and brought me a nice little smoothie. Oh my goodness! A pineapple mango smoothie. Oh my gosh! Now, how about that? A mid-game smoothie. Yeah. So you 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 may have uh, you may have your tacos, my friend, but you do not have uh, <laughs> you know you you do not have the hot Irish wife bringing you pineapple mango smoothies. Oh, that sounds great. All right. So anyway, getting back into uh, back into the ratings. <laughs> As a matter of fact, here we go. Oh. There it is. We get down that smoothie pretty quick. No, that was the uh, that was the bottle of the drink I was drinking before uh, before the smoothie came down. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say about uh, Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he's good, but I think it sucks to say, but you are seeing that um, that size come into play. Yeah. But I mean, part of it is he doesn't have there isn't that other guy on the other side like that's any threat really. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're you're just seeing that size factor come into play, and uh, a lot of times, all the other teams or a lot of other teams have that guy that you can throw a jump ball to. Right. Marquise Brown has to get open, and he has to run good routes, and he and he has to have like a near perfect throw. Well, if if yeah, you look at these teams, if you look at these teams that have the elite wide receiver, you know, and. I know Julio Jones is like, you know, he's struggling this year and he's injured now. But Julio Jones goes ahead and takes up that number one uh, number one safety. Next thing you know, Calvin Ridley is the hottest thing in the NFL this season. You know, um, was it uh, Mike Wallace would go ahead, you know, dating back to, or, you know, years ago with Pittsburgh. But Mike Wallace would go ahead and draw that number one free safety, and then all of a sudden Heinz Ward would be in, you know, would be receiving all these touchdowns and getting in your face. And then when he wasn't, the tight end was. You know, we are one wide receiver away from having an elite offense, and it's week six. We're three weeks away. I think that phone's going to be ringing. Oh, jeez! I just hope. Then Antonio Brown picks up. Holy hell! It's time, dude. It's time. We've proven that we've got the defense. We've got the team. We're missing one key component. And what does what does Antonio Brown want to do more than anything right now? He wants to win another championship, you know, and he wants to prove that he can be a team player, you know. And what better way than go ahead and team up with his cousin? And Lamar Jackson, who practiced with him during the offseason, and then go ahead and bring another trophy home to Baltimore. <sighs> I mean, that all sounds great, but then you're, 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 you're just ignoring the other side of that coin where he's just going to be a troublemaker and he's not going to get along with anybody in the locker room except for Marquise Brown. And that's a maybe. So let me by ask the end you this. Of the, by the end of so the year, me, they might be coming at it. Let me ask you this. Week nine, he comes in, and we find out that he's a pain in the ass, he's a headache, he's a troublemaker. What makes you think that he will still be on be in that locker room that Monday following that game? Well, he could throw a wrench in there and give us a couple, maybe put another loss on our record, and that'll hurt us down the line. I'm not saying, like, they're not going to just keep him in the, in the lineup be, just because. I'm just saying he, he can alter – the course of the season. 
Well, he could, but I think it's it's a chance that you take worth a, a worthwhile chance that you take. Um, you know, week nine he goes ahead and plays. We see what happens, and if he doesn't produce or if he ends up being a head case, you cut him. You see, see you later, and you move on the following week. You know, I mean, I actually, I'm I'm amazed that we haven't reached out. Um, you know, to some other wide receiver or sign somebody um, because I think it's evident and it's obvious that this is what this team needs is another target. Well, I'll agree with you there. And um, <clears throat> it's funny you say that because I, I think A.J. Green was asking to be traded at the end of that game it's on Sunday. So maybe so he's the guy. That, you saw that too. Yeah. Um, so that was online as well. That was – um. AJ Green was talking to somebody on the bench, and they said, hey, "If you're not going to throw it to me, trade me." Yeah, you know. Now, I doubt that the Bengals would make a trade within their division, but hey, it's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't turn that down. I mean, that guy's good. I, I know he was hurt all last year; didn't play at all. But right. when he's I mean, on the I, field and he's got a competent quarterback, he's a good player. And the whole thing with him is he's he's always been a Ravens killer. So, like, you know, you and I talk about fantasy football occasionally, and I almost, almost uh, text you. I was like, dude, I'd, I'd play A.J. Green this week because you know he's going to do something to screw us over. Yeah, I did. Oh. But that advice didn't come from me, my friend. No, I put up a big zero points, but that's fine. As long as the Ravens won. Yeah. As long as the Ravens won and then uh, – so your your two running backs that you picked up off the waiver wire are still producing, are they not? Yes, they are. All right, there you go. So, all right. Uh, do, 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 do. do you have anything else on the uh, on the Ravens Bengals game there? No, that's it. I'd just like to see that. Um, I'd like to see how much Lamar practices this week. I think that's going to be a good sign of what you're going to see on the field next Sunday. Yeah. And I really think that's what it, that's what it was because you saw the news where he two two days he didn't practice last week because of the knee, mm-hmm. and you, you could see it. He wasn't running at all. He wasn't putting any weight down on those throws. <clears throat> so that's what you're going to get. Yep. So you know what? There was one thing that I did find that was interesting uh, from the game this week was that, and he missed it, but the Ravens had enough confidence to go ahead and send Justin Tucker out there for a 61 yard field goal. And I know like, you know, time was running out and we, it wasn't like really, really had a Hail Mary play drawn up or anything else that could have possibly worked. But as time trickled down, you know, you could have just gone ahead and punted the ball over to the other team or just went ahead and, you know, throwing the ball, whatever. Uh, But the Ravens opted to give Justin Tucker a shot and he missed, he missed wide, right. Um, and it was probably about five or six feet off, but um, still good to see that the team's got that kind of confidence that they'll at least give him a shot. Yeah, and w- knowing him, like watching him these past few years, like he, he's just probably asking to go out there. Mm-hmm. So he probably wanted that chance. Yep. So um, next week, Ravens versus Eagles uh, at Philadelphia. And – as of right now, we're opening up as a touchdown favorites over the Eagles at their home. Any prediction for that, as I'm sure we'll be 
talking about the game after after the fact. Well, I, I hate to jinx them again, but I, I see this as another easy win. All right. I mean, so the Eagles even though Miles Sanders seemed to run all over the Steelers' defense. Wait, was that what's that now? I said, even though Miles Sanders ran all over the Steelers' defense. Miles Sanders. That's the first time I've heard that name. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think it's going to be a factor. <laughs> That's the Eagles, Eagles running back, my friend. <laughs> okay, well, that's the first time I heard that name, and maybe that's a sign. I, I don't think he's going to do that to the Ravens. All right, that's fair. I, I mean, think it's going to be Miles Sanders burns Steelers with a 74-yard touchdown run. What, what do you do for the rest of the game? Uh, you're going to make me look that up, huh? No, no, I'm just saying. Like, it, no, it no, 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 no. It can be I'm hypothetical. Looking. Anybody can I'm break off a big play like that. Make me do work. Let's see here, Miles Sanders. Da, 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 da. That's interesting. So, Miles Sanders had 80. Uh, Hold on. Wait, just lost it. Passing, rushing. Miles Sanders had 80 yards rushing with a long of 74. Right. So, he had, uh, he had 11 carries. So, one carry of 74 yards, and then the other 10 carries went for six. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. See, you, you, anybody can break off one play like that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But look, he, he didn't get much for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So you're not worried about uh, you're not worried about our defense and wide receiving legend Travis Fulgham? No, I, I'm not worried he about had, the. He had 10, 10 receptions for 152 yards last uh, yesterday. Wow. Well, no, I'm not worried about the one in what four, one in four Eagles. Yeah, what what about JJ Arkika Whiteside? <laughs> well, they could prove me yeah, wrong. What, but... what about this name? And why have I heard this name before? But Greg Ward. Hmm. Greg Ward. No, not worried about Greg Ward. No. Uh, Rich, Richard Rogers. Are you worried about Richard Rogers? Never heard of him. John Hightower. Is this an NFL team? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I held off on saying Zach Ertz, but yeah, so that's basically what we're going up against. All right, so Ravens traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, give me a prediction, my friend. All right, they're going to Philly. To Philly. I, th- I think they are letting some fans in Philly, aren't they? Mm. All right, well, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not going to be a factor either way. I'm going to go with my standard um, 10, 10 points here. All right. So, uh, so give me, give me a score here. Oh. We win by ten. Give me a score. Well, unfortunately, I think you're still going to see a little bit of that injury bug with Lamar. So I'm going to go twenty-one. I'll go twenty-one ten. Twenty-one ten. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the over on this one. I'm going to say, uh, you you ready for this one? I'm going. To, I'm going to go ahead and say thirty-one. To 17. Right. 31 to 17, I'm going. Okay. I'm going a little bit a little bit higher on the uh on the stretch for the score and a little bit higher on the uh on the difference there. Alright. So Alright, so there's that. Um we're gonna get into something that uh that we usually don't cover a whole heck of a lot of, but I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. I sent you a text asking about you asking if you saw that spin kick. 
uh, in the UFC uh, this past weekend, my friend. Why don't you tell me who the heck connected on that kick and uh, what kind of led up to that, as I'm sure you were watching? Well, it's funny. Um, I watch. I pretty much watch UFC every every weekend, right? Mm-hmm. You know this every every Saturday. They've been having fights like every Saturday, mm-hmm. and um, they do like a prelim and then a main card. So it ends up. What's that? You're gonna tell me that you missed it. <laughs> well, here's the story. So it's usually around like ten ten fights minimum, right? Mm-hmm. So. And they start around like this one happened to start at five and it went until like 11 PM. So that's a big chunk of time. And I usually pick a fight or like pick a certain time to go get, pick up food. So wouldn't, you know, this is the exact fight that I was picking up wings to bring back in time for the main card. Oh man. Yeah. But I did watch a replay like a hundred (laughs) times. So um, you, I, I, w- I wouldn't be able to. The names are kind of kind of tricky anyway, and I don't know the two guys that were fighting. All right, so Bob kinda, and Steve, kind of new, kind of newer names to me. So um, yeah, the one guy pulls off, the one guy throws a kick right with his right leg, connects, but the guy the other guy catches it, so he's hanging his foot up in the air, and then the guy spins around and with his left foot. <laughs> it lands a sidekick right to the dude's jaw and the guy is just out one kick and he's out and just drops and that's the end of the fight but to me it looked like a wrestling move man like a pro, pro wrestling move I, we've seen this like a hundred times yeah in, where you, in pro throw, wrestling. you throw the leg up and then you go ahead and spin kick the guy in the back of the head yeah man so this was crazy this has never happened in like a real fight before yeah so they're, they're saying it's like the the best knockout in UFC history I'd say it's pretty close, man. Just from the look of it, just from the look of it, it I, I'd say that they're pretty close to saying, in saying that it's like the best knockout in history. Mm-hmm. Did you watch a replay? Yeah, I've seen the replay numerous times. I was hoping to uh, figure out who the guys were that were involved. I didn't know if maybe that was somebody that was like an up and comer that's been like moving his way up the uh, way up the division, or if that was just like a random no name guy just getting lucky. No, I mean, like I said, they were pretty new names in general. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of these cards, these are the fights that are happening in Abu Dhabi right now on Flight Island. So they're taking like a lot of names that, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't have reached out to normally mm-hmm. or name like newer names that they just need to fill these cards with. Oh, and so one, if these are the fights that are going on in Abu Dhabi, perhaps one of their names was Nermal. Nermal. Are you familiar with Nermal? I am familiar. Yeah, Garfield sending Nermal to Abu Dhabi. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Cheers, uh, cheers, my friend, for uh, for knowing that reference. Oh yeah, yeah. You always package him up in a box and send him on his way. Mm-hmm. I think you get for knockout of the night. I think you get like a fifty thousand dollar bonus. So he definitely earned it. Oh dang! Yeah, good for him. So with that, uh, with that being said, say we did some MLB, we did some NFL, we even covered a little bit of UFC. But you know we can't go a week without it. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead and hit the music? All right, KBL. All righty. So, so do you want to take this one this week, or, or do I need to cover it again? Yeah, I feel like I need to after you um you did it last week and you did such a good job. 
after I stole your thunder. Yeah, man, I feel like I really let everybody down. Yeah, I can't. Well, I, I got to bring it back here. Get, go ahead and go ahead and take it back, my friend. All right. Well, once again, Dinos are still in first. They're only up by five games though on the Twins. So they they had a rough week. They went three and six this week. Ooh. Yeah, Twins are catching up. They went eight and two in the past ten games. So um, their lead is only five games right now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the the Kiwoom Heroes again. My team. They're they're still they're still down. They're still in the mix, but they're in fourth place right now. Uh-huh. And um, past ten games, they were four and six. But the big news that come out of uh, the Kiboom Heroes is their manager resigned this week. Hmm. Yeah. So he's, he's taking. Like, right, I've had enough of this. Yeah, yeah. He's no. He's taking <laughs> so much pride in the team, mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand why they're like struggling right now. Mm-hmm. That he just said, even though they're in the playoffs, like there's no. I, I really don't see them not making the playoffs at this point. Right. They're going to be either fourth or third. He just resigned because he, he felt the pressure of not making this team like a first place team. So, so I'm going to ask this, and you're going to have to make the decision on whether or not to cut it or not, because I, I don't necessarily know if this is a uh, if this is considered disrespectful or not. But so, is this one of those situations of where the coach would just go ahead and take like a samurai sword and then just fall on it because he felt like he dishonored the team? Or, um, no, that would okay. be no. Once again, oh, that's yeah, yeah. that that is uh, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's um, what, what samurai do in Japan. Okay, when they feel dishonored, but um, this okay. is Korea. And I don't so think, there, and I really so don't think there were no Korean samurais. I mean, I, there could have been, but I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that typically took place in Japan. So look, don't don't you disrespect Korean culture? <laughs> and I don't know when the last time that happened, but I'm sure it was like at least 100, maybe 150 years ago. Hmm. Maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I don't think the the Kiwum here manager is going to go take a samurai sword to himself. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, you got to respect it in a way because he takes so much pride in the team. But then you got to feel bad because he's right. they're right there in it. They're only six and a half games out. And realistically, they could be in second place by the end of the season because they're only one and a half games out of second place. Mm-hmm. And the guy resigns. But anyway, there's some other things going on. Um your guy that you spotlighted last week, Yuji Yang. Yep. So they had a virtual all-star voting. Mm-hmm. So they're saying this, you know, they picked out all the players that would have been in the, on the all-star team. Uh-huh. And you're bored because you're eating your smoothie right now. You're trying to get the last bit of that <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> no, I still got a little bit. All right. Well, anyway, they voted all the all-stars in. And then they went ahead and voted the MVP of the virtual all-star game, which was UGA. Oh, there you go. Yeah. i tell you what, say, when I go ahead and, and do things, I, I do it right. Yeah, you picked the right guy. Yeah, <laughs> one way or another, I knock it out of the park. You randomly picked the right guy. That's right. But uh, I wanted to talk about another guy that got a spotlight. I think the first spotlight, um, Young Tech Park. Remember him? They got the glasses. Mm-hmm. Plays for LG Twins. Well, he just collected his uh, – 
2,500 hit this past week, and that sets a new KBO record of all-time hits. Oh, congratulations. So, he, so he's an active hit leader, and he's a all-time hit leader for the KBO. So very exciting. Can, very you, exciting. You can pick time. Him and I can pick him, huh? That's right. Very exciting times for the KBO. Very exciting times for the KBO. Mm-hmm. Well, do you got any? Did you do any research this week on it? You got anything? No, 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 my friend. I, I felt uh, I felt like a, I, I might have gone a little bit too far last week when I took uh, when I took your segment from you. So I figured <laughs> I'd just go ahead and give that back to you and just kind of take a back seat. Well, that's okay. They they televised like every game last week again. Mm-hmm. So I'm back on board, and I was watching them all. Okay, well, good. So, yeah, good. When when do the playoffs start? <laughs> well, they're going to the end of October, so I think October 31st, maybe. All right. October 30th might be the last regular season game. They might jump right into it on the 31st, or they might wait till November 1st. But we're close. All right. Well, let me know in January when the uh, when the NC Dinos are playing for the championship. <laughs> All right, so why don't we go ahead and we promised a uh, promised a good dodgeball story. Uh, were you able to come up with one? Uh, no, I saw you had one, so I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, take the floor here. So I I do have something here. Say uh, years ago, um, NDL Ed uh, managed to get his uh, his all star dodgeball players onto a Hanes commercial. <laughs> Uh, so basically what you had was you had a bunch of men in, uh, in their scampies in their, uh, Hanes under ruse, uh, throwing dodgeballs at each other in a uh, TV commercial. Mm-hmm. Now you, do you recall that one? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. So, um, this moment went ahead and prompted, um, I, was it Buxar or Mogul? Because I know it prompted one of them. But one of them came up with this idea. Yeah. Yeah, It it almost sounded like a collaboration between the two. But one of them came up with this idea that we need to go ahead and spoof that commercial. And the idea of the spoof of commercial was instead of throwing dodgeballs at each other, uh, that we would basically be throwing pancakes uh, at each other and then sporting <laughs> each other with maple syrup. <laughs> so uh, that never came to fruition. Uh, no matter how much it was that I fell in love with that story and uh, that idea and uh, wanted to go with it. But as we continue to push it and hype it up, it just never happened. <laughs> so uh at this point in time, what I'm calling for is the 2023 World Series after the Orioles win it mm-hmm. for us to then celebrate by shooting said video of us throwing pancakes at each other and squirting each other with maple syrup. <laughs> hey, man, if the Orioles win it, I'm going to, I'd commit to doing that right now in 2023. All right. All right. There now you, you got, go. you got it. Now you got to get six or seven other guys to commit to that. Hey, if if they do, even if they don't, uh, you know what? There's a promise of at least the two of us doing that. Oh boy, I don't know if anybody <laughs> wants to see that. <laughs> I don't know where the pancake thing came from. 
<laughs> it's just one of those things that like we saw the commercial and it was so laughable that it just like evolved into like us throwing pancakes at each other. I don't, I have no idea where that originated, but that's what it came down to, man. I mean, where did the idea originate of a bunch of dudes that get down to their underwear and throw dodgeballs at each other too? Yeah. Who knows? I think, I think that Ed was inspired by dance party Vietnam wearing short shorts and thought to himself, God, it's like a bunch of guys in their underwear just throwing dodgeballs at each other. <laughs> and they said, genius, I'll steal that idea. Oh, man, we should have we should have sued at the time. We should have. It should be copyright infringement because we were doing it for years. <laughs> well, either way, that just goes to show you, like, that's all like, I was worried about. He was just worried about image and making the league look like something that he built. Mm-hmm. And like all this like mainstream commercial press and all that, but just fizzled out, man. Yep. But that reminds me. Now that you bring up pancakes, that reminds me of a, of another story. All right. There actually was. I don't know if it came out of this or um, there was another story involving pancakes and, and our dodgeball team. Do you remember the the tournament in Warrington, in Warrington Virginia? Uh, sounds familiar. I think it was like one of those like NDL satellite tournaments to get like free yeah. entry. And um, beforehand, we, we ate at like an IHOP or something before the tournament. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we had to like hurry up and get out of there, get get over to the gym or wherever it was. <clears throat> and I think Matthew Williams like had like a plate of pancakes left mm-hmm. that he hadn't like dug into yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he put he put like the whole stack in his coat pocket. And as we were, like, driving the rest of the way over to the gym and, like, on the gym, he was, like, pulling pancakes out of his coat and, like, eating as we were getting warmed up for the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's where the the pancake idea came from now that I think about it. Now, in all fairness, we have to describe who uh, exactly what Sir Matthew Williams looked like so that uh, people can uh, just kind of imagine this burly gentleman. uh, (laughs) throw uh eating pancakes out of his pockets yeah so he's like i'd say he's like six foot three something like that mm-hmm. like six foot three this was the middle of winter so the six foot three guy with like a huge beard mm-hmm. and like a headband on and he's wearing one of those coats that like those huge winter coats that come down to your knees yeah so he walks in like <laughs> pulling pancakes out of his pocket just eating it eating them on the court while everyone's getting warmed up and stuff <laughs> Oh, man. So maybe nobody wanted to play us because uh, they didn't know what what was going on on our side of the team on our side of the court, and that gave us that slight advantage. They didn't want to be the next pancake victim. <laughs> no. All right, my friend. Well, uh, that sound that you hear is me finishing up my smoothie. Lovely. Which means it can only be time for one thing and one thing only. Say, so, folks, you, you didn't get a dodgeball story last week, but that doesn't mean that we're going to fall off our, our, uh, fall off of our routine. Uh, this week, you get a double dose. Let's go to the list. All right, let's start it up here. All right, here we go. The the idiot list for October 12th, 2020. Yep. All right, number one, we got the Blue Jay fan base. Blue Jay fan base still on the list uh, for throwing beer cans at uh, Oreo players 
and uh, just having absolutely no heart. Uh, they didn't get to attend any games like the rest of us, uh, but their team even refused to play in Toronto and uh, had to play in Buffalo this year. So their fan base stoned the list. Yeah, not a bad stadium. I got to say that. I still liked it better than the Dome. Yeah. All right, number two, Trash Bag Charlie. Trash Bag Charlie's still on the list. Uh, has he contacted you for your uh, Grayson Rodriguez bobblehead yet? No, he has not. He has not. All right. No, no. he has not. I will, uh, I'll go ahead and give him your number again, see if he can reach out to you, offer you five bucks for your bobblehead. Okay. Uh, I'm still waiting for my um, Grayson Rodriguez bobblehead, too. Ooh, uh-oh. Well, I got my Adley Rushman one. I'm waiting on the Rodriguez one. All right. All right, Shorebirds, you're on the clock. <laughs> All right, next we got John Heyman. John Heyman uh, still blocking at Bleacher Birds. Uh, I'm unaware if he's blocking at Bleacher Matt. Have you reached out to him yet? No, that's something I um, something I uh, used to do. <laughs> let's just say I refuse to do it. Otherwise, I always forgot to do. Oh, okay, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, but no, yeah, he, he has not blocked me yet. <laughs> All right, well, he still got me on block, so therefore he's still on the list. All right, next we got Washington. The owner, fan base, and Espresso Elliot. All right, so all of those uh, jackaroons from Washington or uh, from Landover, shall we say, are still on the list. All right. Keep it simple there. Yep. We all know why. We all know why. Uh, no, they're, an they're an embarrassment to the NFL. They're an embarrassment to Washington. They're an embarrassment to Landover. Their owner's a complete embarrassment. Uh, the jackass that went ahead and threw coffee on somebody is, is an embarrassment. So they're all uh, they're all a bunch <laughs> of embarrassments. They should become the Washington embarrassments. There we go. That's there a good. Go. All right, Bob Ursay. Bob Ursay uh, still burning in hell for uh, trying to move football out of uh, Baltimore and being successful for years up until Art Modell went ahead and saved us. So uh, Bob Ursay uh, still on the list. All right. Uh, we got Josh Roca, not Matt, for a total jerk move. So Josh Roca, um, as we had mentioned, is on this list because he went ahead and took the name uh, or took the domain name BleacherBirds.com, um, thinking that that would be a funny move, thinking he was starting a war with us. Uh, but little did he know that such of a move would result in becoming a member of the list. And... Uh, while Matt, I feel, was a bit of a casualty of being on the list, this was all just a plot by Josh Soroka. And, uh, you know, it. Josh tried to go ahead and make things better by starting uh, poker games and things of that sort for us to interact with uh, during the pandemic. However, his poker games seemed to have fallen off. They took like a four-week bye. We didn't play poker. Um, and then I was starting to think to myself, you know what? Maybe they are playing poker. Maybe they are playing poker and they're not inviting me. And, uh, you know, I was going to go ahead and take Josh off the list because he did host a poker game last week and I was invited to it. But I didn't win and I didn't finish in the money. And I think it was just a bunch of collaboration between all of the players to make sure that I was knocked out. So you know what? You know what happens when you collaborate and you cheat at poker to make sure that I don't finish in the money? 
you know what happens when you go ahead and you team up with all of your buddies to make sure that that you know your fellow podcaster, your fellow Oriole fan, uh, doesn't necessarily finish in the pot. You know what happens? You're still on the list. Hmm. How about that? That's great. All right. I mean, that's where I was going to go with it. I thought maybe they were just playing poker and they didn't invite you. Yep. But they were taking that time off to uh, strategize and knock you out. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I know that I can be a bit much at times and that everybody needs a break from me here and there. But, you know, the fact of the matter is is that after a few weeks, if you're, after you don't invite me, I get the message. <laughs> oh, Lord. Get this man a smoothie. That's right. Get him a refill. That's right. All right. Next, we got at Dan Clark Sports. All right. So Dan Clark Sports, another one. Say, I was hoping that uh, we could quickly run through this, but you know what? We're gonna cover this one. So uh, at Dan Clark Sports uh, has recently changed his name to DJC Sports Media, and uh, claiming to be a group of passionate baseball bloggers, podcasters, and photographers led by Dan Clark. Um, apparently our friends at, at Dan Clark sports underscore, uh, went ahead and harassed Dan Clark to the point of where first he called them a loser. Uh, and then he then, uh, went ahead and changed his name because he didn't want to be associated with or confused for the same profile that has his picture and his name with only an underscore afterwards. <laughs> so once again, our friends of at Dan Clark sports underscore tweeted out this said, made the immortal jackass of Twitter change his name and description. Imagine being a blogger, podcaster, or photographer led by Dan Clark. Bunch of fucking lemmings. Oh boy. Um, so, Again, I thought that this was clearly just a job well done. Um, this is a troll out trolling the troll of trolls. And um, Dan Clark, who guaranteed and handwrit just, you know, just, you know, wrote in blood that it was going to happen, that Manny Machado to the Yankees and his sources had confirmed this just. Being out trolled by someone else, and I, I'd like to meet this person. Uh, I'd like to shake their hand. I'd like to congratulate them. Um, if you handle the Twitter of at Dan Clark Sports underscore, just go ahead and drop a DM to us. Say, uh, you know, we we're definitely going to continue to give you shout outs. Um, I think that there should be some sort of monetary reward sent to you as well. Um, so just go ahead and reach out to us, and we'll see what we can do for you, my friend. Uh, once again, uh, just a job well done. Well done, Dan Clark Sports underscore. Uh, as for you, Dan Clark, you remain on the list. Yeah, you know, it sounds like um, you and the at Dan Clark Sports underscore probably have a lot in common. Well, Usually, you, you guys use a lot of the same language. That's all. That's all that's I noticed. Not, that's not fair. What do you mean it's not fair? I'm just saying. That's, that's not fair. You say you, you, I say that he out-trolled the troll, and now you're saying that I have a lot in common with him, referring to me as if I were a troll. And you've called me out several times saying that I am a troll. Right. Uh, well, the only my friend, I'm remember, proud. I am the King James of Twitter. 
Well, I was only pointing out that um, you've coined uh, Dan Clark Sports, the Immortal Jackass of Twitter, and then this troll apparently had the the same exact uh, lingo. Well, he's so, clearly he's clearly a listener. Oh uh, yeah, oh, is that what it is? Clearly a listener. Clearly one of our subscribers that listens every week. He's probably been waiting for this podcast to come out for the past twenty four hours, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it up for him tomorrow. But. Um, once again, Dan Clark Sports underscore. Well done, sir. You will never be on our list. All right. Well, before we poke any more holes in that story, uh, next we got Ed from NDL. So Ed from NDL, as mentioned during our dodgeball story, uh, he's still on the list for just ruining dodgeball uh, entirely, and uh, you know, making allegedly making inappropriate moves at his. Uh, his executive uh, executive secretary, Neke. And, uh, yeah, still on the list. All right. Uh, Nancy Napkins. So, Nancy Napkins, I know this is going to upset you. I still haven't found that replacement shirt for my hashtag hot Irish wife. So, therefore, uh, she's going to remain on the list. Dang it. And we all know that she was on the list originally for uh, this passing by and me having to ask if she uh, could get us some napkins as my wife was covered in ketchup and she just kind of stared at us and eventually went and got them but she stared confused as towards why we would possibly need napkins next makes sense sorry we got marlins with covid all right marlins with covid so marlins were the first uh professional team to just go ahead and say ah eh, screw covid we're gonna go strip club and go ahead and get laid and uh just spread covid all around uh all around major league baseball and um uh, the marlins i gave them an opportunity um you know i felt like it was fair all they had to do was win the whole damn thing and they didn't therefore they're still on the list you lost to the Braves. You're a trash organization. You're still on the list. All right, so they'll be on up for another year, and they'll have another chance next year. Yes, sir. All right, the entire state of Illinois. The entire state of Illinois stealing your hashtag IL, which is supposed to be for idiot list. Uh, and MLB tends to like to use it for injured list. Um. It appears the Braves just went up one zero because if you didn't hear that was uh that was my child saying yes sir, yes sir, one zero. Yes sir. <laughs> so anywho, um who were we putting on the list? <laughs> um Illinois. Illinois, yeah. So so Illinois once again, uh still on the list. All right. DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew was uh El Unoriginal in stealing lay machine from the machine. Um, and I still don't understand why people are running with it because if the machine is Albert Pujols and, and he's still playing, why the hell would lay machine be even be allowed? So, uh, he's still on the lay list. All right. MLB Europe, MLB Europe, uh, stealing or sending Dodgers gear to, uh, European Oriole fans. Uh, forever just a bonehead move that will remain them on the list until they send them proper Oriole gear. All right. Um, next we got Crush Davis. Chris Davis. Uh, it, once again, if Dan Clark is the immortal jackass of Twitter, uh, Chris Davis is the immortal jackass of the Orioles. And uh, 
you know, he hit point oh sixty three or something like that this year. He didn't have one single home run. Uh, he's just absolutely robbing uh, Baltimore of money, and um, he's going to remain on the list. All right, and last but not least, not that Kevin Brown. So not that Kevin Brown, uh, and I feel like that's a that's a perfect introduction uh, because. Kevin Brown would never be on our list. Uh, the pitcher Kevin Brown would never be on our list, but not that Kevin Brown, not that Kevin Brown will always be on our list for just being absolutely just the worst announcer commentator in baseball history. Uh, annoying. Um, he's 12 years old. <laughs> he's just, he's the absolute worst. And, um, once again, for, for mentioning every single Orioles broadcast that I'm Kevin Brown, but not that Kevin Brown, uh, he's still on the list. All right. That'll wrap it up. All right. Well, that was a, that was a good rundown. Um, I don't have anybody else to add to the list this week. Who knows? We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Um, because I tell you what, say the the Titans and the Patriots are getting awfully close. Yeah, they're getting awfully close. So we shall see. I'm showing them a little bit of leniency just based on the fact that it is the NFL and the players are like literally nose to nose. So it's understandable that uh, you know there's a higher chance of uh, spreading things that way. But they're coming. They're coming. You can't quite see it, but about this this close, they're about a think, frog's hair away. I think we're playing both of those teams yet. Yeah. So yes, um, we are. I tell you what, say if they go ahead and spread it on to the Ravens, then they're definitely making the list. Yep. All right. For good. Yep. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, Matthew. Uh, once again, folks, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. We apologize for getting out late to you this week. Uh, you can reach us on the Twitter. Uh, Matt's handle is at Bleacher Matt. Uh, I handle the Twitter, the handle of uh, at Bleacher Birds. You can reach out to us on either one. Uh, if you feel the need to drop us an email, go ahead and contact us at bleacherbirds at gmail.com. And um, go ahead and go into Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate and review. Uh, drop five stars. My birthday was last uh, last Monday. And... You know, I can't think of a better gift than to go ahead and see a positive review on the uh, on the Apple podcast there. So uh, if you appreciate us, if you got two minutes, just go ahead, drop five stars, leave a little comment. We'll read it here on the podcast. But for the love of God, people, I've been begging for like six weeks. Why? Just <laughs> give us a freaking review, would you? Give us a review or Bleacher Birds, Bird Watchers, listeners might get on the list. <laughs> That's right. You all might make the list. Mm. You got anything else from uh my friend? No. That's it. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Good evening, Baltimore. And uh let's go Ravens. See you later. And let's go Ravens. <laughs> Le voyage.
Mangiare la sopra, ma c'è. Yeah, I mean, a um, flexible schedule just like took on a new meaning right there. Yeah.